Welcome back to the Strength and Speed Podcast. I'm your host, Strength and Speed owner, Evan Preparis. We have a guest on the line. Before we get to her, though, and she's got some pretty crazy interesting stories, we'll do a quick word from our sponsor. So this episode is brought to you by Luke Labonte. Luke Labonte is the dietitian and nutritionist for the Conquer the Gauntlet Pro Team. So if you're looking to lean down, just lose some weight or gain more muscle, or you're more focused on the competitive aspect of the sport, you can hit, hit him up on Luke Labonte on his Facebook page. He's got a Facebook, like an official Facebook page that you can you can check him out there and you can ask him about his rates and stuff like that. He's done some great work for the Conquer the Gauntlet Pro Team. You can also find links to his website on the CTG Pro Team website and on the CTG Pro Team Facebook page. So head over there, uh, tell Luke that we sent you over and uh, I'll hook you up with a great deal. All right, joining me for the podcast, we have Brandy Nelson Goddard. And she has a pretty interesting background. So she was a collegiate cheerleader at Trinity Valley, Trinity Valley, uh, which is known for winning nationals in cheerleading for over 25 years. She had a full scholarship from that. She's also uh, the first cheerleading stunt collegiate champion that was featured on ESPN. Um, some of her background in that led to her doing things like, well, she got pregnant, and then she, when she was interested to get back into fitness, she started doing sprint triathlons and half marathons. She did her first obstacle race in a thing called the Tri-Fitness Challenge, which is what we're going to be focusing on for a lot of this episode. So it's a fitness competition slash physique competition slash obstacle course race. So three parts uh, for a cumulative score to determine the winner. Uh, overcome a couple of pretty serious ACL injuries. Um, and then she's been on a host of TV shows, so including American Ninja Warrior twice. She's been on Guinness World Book of World Records Gone Wild, America's Got Talent, and a game show called Let's Ask America. Brandy, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much. Now, I originally met you at, I believe it was Conquer the Gauntlet, Little Rock. Oh, yes. I was and, very intrigued with you. <laughs> <laughs> and you were asking me like, you were like asking me like a dozen questions. I, I like, know. I was like, oh, this girl's really good at buttering me up. So um, it worked because <laughs> now you're on the podcast. Like <laughs> yes, I just never seen anything like it. And I like to know what is making a person like you. So, yes, I did ask a lot of questions. <laughs> and um, funny story. So I was – we're at the CTG Protein Takeover weekend, and a girl named Heather was there who was doing a thing called the Tri-Fitness Challenge. And I was like, that's so interesting. Like, tell me more about it. And then I was like, well, you should come on my podcast. And she's like, well – let me tell you about my friend Brandy, who's my coach, and she's better than me. He's like, she's like, you should bring her on instead. And I was like, oh, I know who that is. Yeah, yeah. So um, that was back in like February or no, that was uh, December. So I'm finally getting around to asking you and uh, making this happen. Yeah, love to tell you about it. It's probably about ten years ago. I found it uh, like right after I would say early thirties, and I was really amazed because it is uh, two different obstacle courses. Which one's a full sprint of a mix of hurdles that you jump over to ten foot cargo net, fifteen. I mean a fifteen foot cargo net. Um, you go over a ten foot wall. Then you have speed part, like you're jumping over stuff, going under it, and you want to get it around a minute or less. 
So it's full on. There's no break. There's actually also a balance beam. You have certain marks you have to touch or you get deductions. And so it's very interesting um, output. And then you have another obstacle course. It's about, I ran it about a minute and 40 seconds, but they add more. Um, it's speed again, but more strength moves, flipping a tire, a kettlebell, really quick jumps, uh, again, hurdles, different set of walls. So you're doing that as well. And then you have the fitness skills. And that was kind of my specialty. I won that most of the years. Um, somehow I just started, I mean, it's crazy to say after I was pregnant, I learned how to box jump really fast. And it's a 20 inch box and you have to do 50 box jumps in a minute. I mean, not in a minute, as fast as you can, 50 box jumps. And I broke the record of 34 seconds. And then you do a shuttle run. It's about 20, you know, 20 feet. And you run and grab a bean bag, sprint back with the opposite hand, and throw it in a square. So if it goes out of the square, you get deductions. And then, you, then it's different because you have to weigh in, and you have to bench press 60% of your, your weight. So you have to watch your weight but keep your calories up to be able to do all the other athletic events. So it's a very tricky way of going into um, a competition. So, so I ended up doing about 70 pounds. No, 65 pounds, and I always got 50 reps. It's really a rhythm, an endurance rhythm. So those three things were the fitness skills. And um, I would, you know, most of my years, I would win that event. And then you have a fitness routine, which I always did that myself since I cheered in college. I still tumble and do all of that kind of thing. So um, I either get top three or win the uh, fitness routine. And then physique round, I mean, I did okay. I'm not real ladylike, so that kind of probably went against me. But, you know, it's just to let the ladies be able to, you know, feel like a woman, but show their athleticism. It's not bodybuilding. They don't want over-muscled bodies on stage. But it does show what, how hard we've worked, you know, in a physique round. So it's two days of events. And um, one, my, one of the years I was – the fastest off course I, I, I've ever had, the time was, but I jumped off the 15-foot cargo net, landed straight-legged, and tore my first ACL. And I didn't know what happened. So I jumped down three feet with a broken ACL, turned the corner, and could not get over the hurdle. And it was a weird sensation because my mind was on fire still, but my body shut down. So I just felt so disturbed to be stopped. I've never been stopped in my life. So I went through a huge awakening on how to slow down. I learned how to rehab because my mind was already set to go back next year. You know, it takes a year for an ACL. So I went back and I placed fifth overall, tumbled, sprinted, you know, all of that. Three months later, I did another competition, probably did it too fast. Then I went over a hurdle with the next leg, landed straight legged and I looked at it and I heard it pop and I'm like, what is wrong with me? And I just, I'm telling you, I looked at my knee and I decided right then, don't go in a funk. You know, it's going to, you know, it's going to heal. You know what, what it takes. And uh, now you have two bionic knees. And so I went to the strength coach for the Dallas Cowboys and asked him what type of tendon, you know, is the best. He was like, you've got to get patella tendon. They're still going to go. So I made sure they locked that in place. My surgeon worked with the University of Arkansas um, uh, Razorbacks, so I knew that he knew what he was doing. And I just started having more of a different mindset. Like, I need to work the back of my leg, my deceleration muscles, and I need to 
you know, create different flexibility and you get different ways to get explosive. So instead of like, oh, I can't do this anymore. I'm scared. And everyone kept saying, you're too old for this. I was like 38. You're too old. You're too old. You are going against people right out of college, like athletes. And I, I couldn't, that, some reason, I'm so weird, it, it made me just want to do it. So got the second ACL repair, repair, repaired, and then by then I'm 40. And I'm like, you know what? I have, I try so hard at everything I do. And I'm like, I'm, I'm going to go in and relax. I'm going to work on all my skills. I'm not going to overdo it. I made my fitness routine really fun. Matter of fact, my fitness routine is great to watch because the owner of Tri Fitness He's a character. He knows it. And I was Al Rosen as my fitness. So his wife would secretly record his voice. And I used that in my fitness routine. He's like, he always said, <laughs> set, go. And he died. And he's like, he says these, these little things all the time, you know, and, and uh, he's just really interesting. So I used his voice and a lot of songs that remind me of Al. And I won the fitness routine. And everyone went crazy. And then I PR'd on everything. And I, it was 2012 at age 40 after two ACLs, I won the whole world tri fitness challenge. So that was a moment I'll never forget. I mean, I was going through a lot personally as well. I had a lot of things like wanting to pull me back and I just knew I could do it. And I, and I, I would train by myself. I didn't have a coach. I had my backyard. I wasn't in Florida with that big obstacle course. I visualized a lot and like, did anything I could to feel that, you know, high intensity sensation. And I just was on that year, you know, I was more relaxed and was able to, to perform better. So then I was like, man, I'm, I did it one more year for kicks. Um, and I started having a really bad Achilles, which I don't think I, I told you this, but um, it was so bad that I had, a, I had, uh, I think from all the jumping, um, a little tens unit on it the whole time and all that got through it six months later did american ninja warrior it was killing me a week after american ninja warrior i tore the achilles but went back to american ninja warrior i got through three obstacles um and then started getting into obstacle course races and here i am take me through like what i love about that tri fitness challenge is that it requires you not only to look good but actually to perform right versus like a traditional bodybuilding or physique show is like well, look good on stage. Like, I don't really care how much you lift or what, or if you can run or not. Yeah, so... the activity of it. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of work and it's, it's disturbing to the mind because it actually, you have to work only on the skills and then the muscles that need to be used. So it's all, it's full out, all or nothing. Everything you're doing in the event is, should be under or close to a minute, a minute and a half. And so that's your training. And it's amazing how it, um, changes your body i mean i watched my friend heather and um, her body changed completely and then it was no more and we, we got away from endurance and it was just like you have to have and your mind has to be on so when i would coach it i would say don't overthink things i always would say think one word grab throw grab throw you know and not think about your steps don't think about how fast you're jumping you know and so more i got her just to kind of not overthink um she really started performing just so much more smoother and, er and everything so yeah the nutrition is important because when you go in and weigh in you don't want to bench press anything heavy oh 50 times so you have to walk go in the days before you eat like 
codfish or a can of tuna, sip on water, you weigh in and then you start throwing down your electrolytes and you start putting in all those good carbs. And so, you know, you have to be ready for that whole structure of nutrition because it changes like three months before you go in um, to, to do this competition. Cool. So first, the first question is this tri fitness. Is it just that one event in Florida or is there like a series nationwide or what's well, the he used to have it in Vegas and then he just kept it in his hometown in Tampa. And so there's about 120 girls and probably about maybe 30 guys. I don't know why a bunch of guys don't do it, but um, I mean, they do everything. They only do the fitness skills and the two obstacle courses. So there are guys that, um, that do that as well at every age. I mean, there was guys that were 60 doing it. There was a girl um, who was 72. There was a blind woman there. And it's like, when you go into this arena, age does not matter. And everyone's gone through something. And that's why I walk around and ask people, why are you doing this? What made you want to do this? And it's amazing the stories you get. And everyone's cheering for each other because there's so many events, you have a weakness somewhere. So you, you know, you have to like know where you are and what that person's about. I mean, one lady lost her husband a year ago. She didn't start working out till she was 50. She was 57 doing this and she drove 12 hours to come do it. So it is just in Tampa. It's so intense, not only with your body, but emotionally. When you leave, you have this vibe that you, I'm a better trainer. I'm like, no, I know you can do this. This is why I know you can do this. Or or anything in your life, it just, it completely changes you as a person. So yeah, he just only has it in Florida and it's, it's, it's probably because it's just so intense when you go there. So with you having to do so many different disciplines and then also maintain a physique for this competition, like take me through like a week in your training what or a week in Heather's training, you know, what does that look like? Yeah, totally. We would do fitness skills and uh, it's an obstacle course they call True Grit because I like how it balances each others each other out so we definitely did a dynamic warm-up uh, moving our body really well going through i make her do each fitness skill like the shuttle run you, you do 10 bean, bean bags i make her do three and we'd work on her stepping i only wanted her to do three steps so we'd work on that box jumps only like 10 box jumps and then the bench just the bar or maybe a little bit of weight pressing up so then we would go through the fitness skills if i didn't like her time I do it again and then I'll do it again sometimes. And at the very end, um, instead of doing 50 box jumps, not the very, like, like through three weeks before we would do 60 box jumps or same thing with, um, shuttle run. We do 12 bags instead of 10, then we taper it back. And then with the true grit, we just try to make it exactly like it's done. And also she doesn't get her, her bench press once I'm over her helping her say she got 35 reps. I make her go on the ground immediately and do the rest in push-ups. So then she, her weakness was the routine. She's never done any kind of gymnastics, any activity until she was an adult. So I had to teach her not only a routine and what an eight count is, but how to jump or one, one arm push-up or do a yoga press. So we had to learn all those skills and put it in a routine so she did the routine every time she was with me and sometimes maybe 10 times and that's just what helped me do it again do it again do it again you know or even when she's really tired we'll do half the routine and then so we would stay in what we were doing 
The other things that we would add with it to help her, I would do like stiff-legged deadlifts to help with balance and the back of her legs. So she's not overtraining her quadriceps. And um, we always rolled her calf muscles because there is so much speed work and um, jumping. So we all, we did a lot of foam rolling and um, she did, you know, of course, pull-ups and stuff to help her get that grip strength and be able to hold herself up on a cargo net. But we would also do a lot of weight, did over the head mountain climbers where you lift your knees up as well to really get that. Your knees are up with weight over your head to really be quick with that. So we stuck around with all the stuff that's in, in tri-fitness. We stayed in that arena of stuff, but I would probably add three or four different movements to counterbalance her body. Gotcha. And how many days of the week are you, are you running through those versus doing other kind of activities? At first, like, you know, oh, and at first it was, it was almost seven days. It was almost every day. Of course, one day was a light day. Maybe it was just routine. I know it sounds not light, but we'd go, okay, let's run and the routine three to five times and then we'd be done. But at the end, I'm like, you're going to kill me, Heather. And I know that you're going to not appreciate this. I said, but whatever you're doing today, you have to get up in the morning and do 20 to 30 minutes of medium uh, cardio because we wanted to get her down to a certain weight for bench. And that's when she was, oh my God, that is when my body started responding. She needed, she still needed that cardio. And yeah. so we, we added that topic, I think three weeks until the competition. And, but it was amazing through it because her, her diet was so, so on, like she's such a good listener. And we had her on codfish, vegetables, um, like rice type of crackers, uh, avocados, some good oils, no sugar, of course. I mean, she and the, I mean, and she had so much energy, you know, and no drinking at all. And you know, she stuck with it, and her body was perfectly on time. She peaked exactly on time. She had one injury, I'd say, about a maybe a month and a half out and it was when she was doing a jump with her legs apart and then I'd make her land in a push-up position she felt a tweak in her hip but she went into cryotherapy and did some other therapy stuff to help her and then I said you've got to start teaching your body like three weeks out to do the skill again and so um she did and and she made it through and, and didn't get injured after the whole competition and she did it right so that's how she did so well her first year yeah, well, you said a lot of great things there, a lot of sports specificity, you know, practicing the things she's going to actually have to do for the competition, and then also um, just her, you know, repetitions, doing stuff over and over again, and really kind of driving that home and, you know, creating that neurological pathway for success. And I know we touched on a little bit of the diet, but how did you determine, you know, how much of what she eats she gets, right? Because the, the foods you listed are generally all, you know, low glycemic and uh, kind of low saturated fat proteins. But how did you determine like how many, how much carbs she gets versus? Well, you know, I'll be honest with you. I didn't like measure her out, you know, cause she can get kind of obsessed with that. So I just wanted her to still enjoy food and kind of watch her body respond. And I knew that her body does puff up with um, a lot more carbs and then sugars, of course. So I just made sure that she, her carbs, you know, were more complex. Like, you know, she had maybe oh, oatmeal was probably one of her big carbs and maybe some brown rice. Um, but I did not measure everything. I just made sure I said, have a cup, a half a cup of oatmeal and you can have a protein with it. And 
So then, you know, then she had the basic stuff, right? She'd have vegetables and a piece of protein. And what happened was she was drinking these coffees with all this like fake sugary stuff. And this was kind of at the beginning. I'm, I'm like, I made her take all of that out. So she didn't have any more of the like fake sugar kind of stuff. I'd rather have blueberries or like real fruit. And um, so her body could use it. And so then she even said, okay, I'm seeing a difference with that. And like I said, the end was just awfully strict of just, it's almost bodybuilderish, where it's the uh, codfish and then the vegetables and certain like brown rice crackers type of thing. And um, she said she felt better doing that more than ever. And yeah, so I didn't measure, but we definitely made sure she got rid of sugar and simple or fake sugars and things like that out of her diet. And how you, need, you need carbohydrates because you are running around a lot, you know, and, and then to push weight. So she, you know, I made sure she didn't eliminate them completely. Yeah, it's an interesting balance. Um, the that entire the kind of competition is very interesting. Now, how far out did you start? Yeah, how far out did you start her prep? And then how much, uh, I would say, weight did she lose leading up? To Great. It? This, this was fun. So she, I started truly prepping her, I would say, in March, March, April, May. So she's always the healthy person anyway. But like I said, I took away the fake sugar, um, you know, a little sneaky snacks of sugary stuff. That was her weakness. So we had to take that away. And then taper down was two weeks before and the other secret out there, which is awesome, is, and I told her, I go, you will lose in one week six pounds. And she did. And it's dandelion tea. So it's, you know, it's a natural diuretic. diuretic it helps yeah. detox, yeah, detox your liver. And so it's very good for you. But you can't do it for a really long time because you're, you're messing with the salt, you know, in your body. And you have to, like, you, so that would be, like, oh, seven days out, like one tea bag. Then you go to one in the morning, one at night. And then two in the morning, two at night. And then when you're on the plane, you definitely take it. And then the day before. And so after she weighs in, she's off the tea. And then we electrolytes, get those back into her properly. Because you're in the heat, too. You're in the Florida heat. So you have to think about heat, too, you know. So we got to get extremely hydrated. Let's put a little more sugar, like natural sugar. She's like, yes. You know, then your veins kind of come out. And your muscles look even better when you're on stage when you do that, like, last minute like a bite of chocolate or, you know, just something more simple, jelly on toast. Very, a lot of fine tuning and a lot of, uh, you know, careful, careful work that goes into that. And that's why having a coach for something like that is a coach that knows what they're doing is absolutely phenomenal. And yeah. And you know, and it's great because, you know, she did not, she hurt the hip once from just doing a new dynamic movement, but I always want to make sure she's not dehydrated too. I and mean, we both know that that is one of the biggest killers is, dehydration so i just made sure her muscles had glycogen and she just felt you know hydrated you know and lemon in her water and you know high ph balance water was so important let's switch over topics i know you've been on a whole bunch of tv shows take me through how that started how it kind of snowballed and led to the next thing sure well um i mean i'm pretty out there and crazy so i gravitate to craziness just let's throw that out there and after doing tri fitness, I loved obstacle courses. Like I wanted more and you know, I've done, I did tri fitness for 12 years. So, you know, it's the same thing. So, but it took me a long time to get where I got, of course. So I saw an ad for American Ninja Warrior. And so I 
call and they say, well, you missed the deadline. I begged myself, oh, please, I can do this. I can please, on and on. And so they said, okay, you can get a video in by Tuesday. That was two days. And I haven't lived in Fayetteville that long. So I had to find a video guy. I didn't even, I've only seen bits and pieces of American Ninja Warrior. I just started throwing stuff together. And that's when they really needed girls too. So I got, they got me in Dallas. And it was so fun then because it was in the daytime. It wasn't so stressful, you know, and uh, so went through that. And then my casting director and I just, we just got along really well. And he liked my personality and he's like, okay, you know, after my second year American Ninja Warrior, he's like, okay, there's a new show out. It hasn't been aired or, or made sure of yet. It's called um, uh, Guinness Book World Records Gone Wild. And he goes, we saw your YouTube video of your box jumps. Um, where you broke the record, you know, in 34 seconds. And we're about to ask you to try this crazy record. Because everyone, and there was one guy, there was a couple of other people from American Ninja Warrior on there. One guy had to get on a slack line. And um, he was a fencer and and sliced bananas on a slack line. So you can just imagine all the different crazy records that were, were there. But mine was, since I jumped so fast, a guy in um, Sweden broke the record of jumping in and out of underpants. So it's funny now I'm watching these videos, people jumping into shorts and I'm like, who's going to try me jumping in and out? You have to do it in a minute as fast as you can. You hold them up, you have to tuck, jump in them, pull them up and then step out as fast as you can. So I videoed it. I broke the record and they loved it. And so they got me to LA, got on the show and I didn't, I had, I did not break it by one jump. And so they kept on wanting to use this panty jumping thing. So the casting director called me a couple of years later and I didn't have to try out for um, America's Got Talent. He sent my video of it and I got, they wanted me in two weeks. So I had to get those panties out and try to jump again. And I was nervous because it's on national TV. Um, I, I remember I didn't, I didn't get it by one jump. So I have, I teach all these little kids obstacle courses. So I had them tiny. They get so into it. It was hysterical. And I broke it like big time. We're all like, yeah. And you're, I mean, I get sore doing it. I'm squeezing your hands and jumping up. So I got on the show and I just knew Simon was going to, you know, blast me. And so it was 10 o'clock at night. I've been waiting since 6 a.m. And they tell me what to say and what to do. I had to go give the timer to Simon um, I had to tell Howie to come on stage and count my reps. That was so nerve wracking. He's standing right beside me. Um, Heidi was not real sure about this. And so my song, they asked me to bring a song. It was super freak. And so they put the music on and everyone's screaming in there and I'm jumping, jumping, jumping. And I get done and Simon has this big look on his face and he almost didn't want I go, what is it? And he goes, you beat it by seven jumps. I bust out the splits and I'm all, yeah. Confetti's going down. I mean, Howie is dying. And so they start wondering, like, what are you going to do next? And Simon's like, it doesn't matter. No one's ever broken this record ever on this show. You know, she needs to go the next round. And I told Heidi, I said, look, I'll do back handsprings and I can jump in them. I cheered in college. You can throw them in the air. I'll land in them. She's like, okay. And then Howie is fighting with me as he's back in his seat and he has my panties and he would not give them back. Now, those are the ones I got to use. He goes, you don't need these. I'm like, I'm telling you. So everyone's dying laughing over going on. So I go off stage. Simon comes out of his seat. He's in a white shirt with his fluffy hair hanging out. And he's like, kisses me on each cheek. And he's like, I believe in you. I'm like, he, he believes in this? Like, this is so 
crazy. And so anyway, they call me the next week and they're like, we need you to do a new, break a new record. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's no way. And so then, you know, I went to Dallas and learned a whole cheerleading routine and it's insane. They loved it. And then last minute cut it out because they had too many, um, uh, you know, acts of three, like three people acts. So that was my little tiny thing of fame. And then actually, um, I got asked to do a, uh, a Skype um, game show where the guy, it's a comedian in LA and it's nationally known. And I can see everyone in my workout room who I was going against. It's kind of like family feud. It's called let's ask America. So I'm in my own workout room and it was really hard to get on. I had to like change my whole workout room to look a certain way. They told me to do a one-on-one like push-up before I start and you know, all this kind of thing. So I get, I am not good at these kind of shows. I'm a nervous wreck. And so the last question, I, I mean, I knew, I didn't know how much money I had. And they go, you're at, you are now at, with one person. You can win the whole thing. You can either win $25,000, the whole thing. But if you get the question wrong, you get zero. Or you can, you know, bid two or $3,000 more than what you have. Of course, I chicken out. And I said, okay, I'll say 3000 And the, and the question was asking about truth. No, no. Like if your kids were in trouble, it gave me different options of what I would do. And honestly, I didn't know what truth serum was. But I'm like, well, it tells the truth. And then this lady I'm going against has like eight kids. So I'm like, she's going to get this right. So she says whatever. She said, I said truth. I get it right. I can hear the producers in my ear screaming. I won like $7,500. It was, I couldn't believe I won my episode. So <laughs> it's so funny. And um, oh my gosh, it was such a good time. And so it was on that show. And after all of doing that, I knew that, you know, now I'm 47 now. And a couple of years ago, I was like, okay, I want to get into more racing, but enjoy it more, not be so timed. And then I got into obstacle course races and here I am. There'll be obviously uh, your picture will be included with the podcast, like on the, okay. on the, on the cover image there, but okay. uh, you do not look like you're 47. You look like you're um, about 15 years younger. So, it. so um, yeah, well, my friends are 15 years younger. <laughs> Gosh. So for those of the people that are listening, you'll, I mean, you'll see the image, but uh, yeah, very physically. Yeah, fit, I, I think clearly. what happens is if you stop, you drop. You know, and even if you have to go a little slower or be more apprehensive of something or do something a little bit different because of age, I mean, you still can go like, I still dream and try new things. I love to rock climb. You know, I live out in Arkansas. So we go up to Horseshoe Canyon Ranch, like 70 feet up and rock climb, you know, and no one my age does it, of course. But um, yeah, so that's just my deal, man. If you still have it in your head and your mind and you just figure it out. Yeah, awesome. Now, you also have a business called Fearless Training. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, um, well, it started off with just like group training or individual training, but I just slowly started bringing in my love of obstacle training to um, my business. So now I have adults that never thought they would be trying obstacles. So it's not like a ninja gym, but I do have obstacles built outside. I have some like parkour kind of obstacles inside, but then it went into I have a passion for kids to move, not only move, to be risk, do things risk-taking, but safely. So I started my own business of teaching after-school classes of obstacle courses. So I have a um, couple of other trainers that train with me, and we have about four different elementaries, and they buy um, 
the little quadruple steps and I have a guy that makes them. And then I use whatever it is in the PE room to make these classes. And like I, I'm horse day. I just taught a class today and it, it just so, does something to me because I look at these kids, a lot of them that come in um, don't even like PE anymore. Um, I've had autistic kids. I actually had a kid today. I, I was crying because he has um, ADHD really bad. I mean, it's like the true thing. And a little bit of, um, uh, I mean, like some dis autoimmune disorder. And so I had him at school and I had him today. He's a completely different child. I actually ran and grabbed his mom's arm. I said, what is going on with him? And she said, he went to an, an obstacle course camp last week. She goes, obstacle courses are what is helping my kid. I, I can't even tell you. I, I, I will video it tomorrow. I'll even send it just to you. But now seeing these kids like jump over things, know how to roll out of stuff or hang and swing and not scared of the monkey bars. And in one school, they're not allowed on the monkey bars. I'm like, then why do you have them? You know? It's crazy. And so, yeah, it is crazy. And so, and that's our next generation. They're going to sit in front of a TV screen, scared to get out of their house. And so the other big thing with this, kids are so, like the bully thing is so bad. So my number one thing before learning is encouraging. So they don't even realize at the end of class they're clapping for each other and they're high-fiving and it's just making kids thrive again. Like, oh, I can do this instead of being bullied on the phone. So it's a, it's a big, a bigger deal than just obstacle courses. And that's what I'm hoping for is just to revamp our, our next generation, you know? Well, it sounds like you're doing great work. I know I just went to Conquer Youth in Kansas City, Conquer the Gauntlet's uh, kids race. And it was just so much fun seeing all the kids out there just having a good time, enjoying obstacle course racing. And I took my daughter for her first like legit obstacle course. And it was like, I saw that, and I'm going to use her picture on our, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding, her climbing up that little wall with the rope. Like, I yeah. love that picture. And we're having one the end of July. So I'm going to hope you don't mind, use that picture to promote it. Cause, and that's why I'm so excited they're coming now to Northwest Arkansas because, you know, we need this too. And um, so I'm so glad to know that, you know, you had your daughter doing it. And, you know, people are not realizing these younger kids can do this. Yeah, it was awesome. So she's at the very, very bottom of the age. So it's ages five to seventeen. My daughter's actually not five yet, but I mean, oh I, my gosh, you looked amazing. I I know David. So I was like, I'll you know I'll sign whatever waivers and you know, like he he knows me. He knows not right. He's not. I'm not gonna do anything. But you know, it, it was it's a mile, and like a mile is like a really long distance. I know for a four and a half year old, and uh, yeah. the, the best one right. So for like the monkey bars and stuff, I essentially held off a good chunk of her weight, and then she she did them. Um, oh my gosh, I love it. But the, my favorite obstacle was the log carry. And the oh. log carry was, it was kind of long uh, for like mm -hmm. a little kid's thing. And, you know, so mm -hmm. I, I hand my daughter the log and she walks. I'm like, you need to walk around and then drop it off. And she literally walks to the other side of the log pile and throws oh. it down. And I was like, no, 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 honey, honey, you got to go like, we're going to go up by, up by that tree. And uh, <laughs> I, I'll send you those pictures too. They are I want to hysterical. Like, okay. She like the log carry was breaking her and I had to like motivate her through and then like hold part of the log. Uh, but she finished yeah. it and then right. See, when like, they, I feel like when she drops that log, they'll go, it's like a new addiction. Like, Oh my gosh, I can, I can do that. You know? And that's what's so great about that competition. Yeah. She was feeling sorry for it. That was the third to last or second or third to last obstacle. And like, you could see the finish line essentially from there. And as soon as we oh, finish yeah. that, one of the other like parents runs by and he's like, come on, Joey or whatever. The, the finish line's right there. And my daughter takes it off into a full sprint. <laughs> she was like pouting a minute ago, you know? And then she's like, yeah, yeah. 
they just no. forget about it. They love because they 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 thrive to compete, you know. And I think it's just naturally good for them, you know. And I I love it. Like I'm also teaching at a health club three to five year olds right now. And that's been good for me because it's 15 of them by myself. And so you know those new motor skills are still learning. Those three year olds are like little babies, but they're getting the system. If you give them a system. They will do it. That's why I have to hurry, start with obstacle courses like immediately in class. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's so that's so good. And then my I forgot to say this too. Um, the year after I won Tri Fitness, my daughter she was twelve, and so I got her to compete with me. And they had a they have a kids, um, you know, re, um, competition there as well. But she's kind of tall, and they let her do the adult, uh, ev everything. So she did the box jump. She didn't do the, she did a short bar for bench press. She did that 15 foot carbon net. She did the 10 foot wall and she went over those adult hurdles and finished amazing. Now she did the true grit. That's about two minutes. And she threw up at the finish line. But she goes, <laughs> she wiped the throw up. She goes, but that was actually fun. I was like, oh my gosh. So yeah, she runs track. She runs the 400. So, you know, she gets into that kind of thing, but it was just so fun doing that with her, you know, and, um, she wants to go back and do it again. Yeah. Now we touched on it a little bit, but you're you're a busy person. I mean, you have your own competition life. You have, you know, your your coaching. You've got your own business, and then you're also a single mom with two kids. So how are you balancing all of that and making that work? Well, I make sure my kids are athletic because you know that's what my job is, and my daughter will go help me with a lot of classes and do things like that. Or then my time off, I'm all in their world. Like my son, he had a, a really bad injury in football in last August where it, um, he fractured his tibia, but he had really bad compartmental syndrome, which it was the, uh, so bad. His muscle was dying immediately. So they rolled him off the bed, rolled him in a wheelchair and the doctor Lily was running in his cowboy boots. He had them on still across the street to the hospital. And I was freaking out. And they're like, in one more hour, his tendon ligaments, everything would have shut down. And so I was real busy with that. His dad wasn't even in town. I had to take care of that, change my clients, get someone to get my daughter, bring her back. I lived in the hospital for two days and um, had help there. And I would run and go train people in between. And then he had two other surgeries because of this, you know, major thing. But I'll, I've been through so many surgeries. I'm like, you're going to be fine. You know, he's able to see in me like, you're going to make this, you know? And so I was able to be there for him. My daughter was able to see that in me that I'm not this over scared mom. And then um, in November, he still couldn't um, hop and make him hop in therapy, like one legged. He started getting that back probably first of December. And in February, he won the state championship in wrestling. Wow. So it's been interesting. And um. But I love being in their world. Like, I love wrestling. I think it's a great sport for kids, actually. It's, it is safe. It's very technical. And I had to be there for him, you know, in his – and, he, and he, he wasn't even fearful. I mean, it was very interesting. And um, so being in their life, he's 16, so he can drive and help. Jada doesn't even want to drive. She's 15. And so – but I love being around them. I mean, I'm still a kid. So thank, I'm very thankful for that mentality that I have, like, I enjoy hanging with my kids. So I don't really go out much. I like good food, so I'll do a nice dinner, but I make them too. They've only eaten great food all of their life, to be honest with you. Now, they have their junk food, but when I'm home, they know I just cook healthy. But my daughter, I, I fed her avocado as her first meal. Um, really, what my, But she's now 15, and she's never had an antibiotic. 
ever. Yeah. So she's got a really strong, she's beat strep throat on her own. And, you know, she's just, a, her body and immune system is extremely strong. But like when they eat pizza, sometimes I'll throw out some red bell pepper and my kids eat it. You know, like they're just, they don't even think twice about it. They love avocado on their pizza. So, you know, I do a lot of time nutrition with them. I let them eat junk. I love cookies. I love the Mexican food and margaritas, you know, and we enjoy life, but I let them know, you know how important their body is. And, you know, my son's back in football. So he's now finally listening to me about food and like protein's not always energy. Vegetables are so important. So, you know, that's kind of how I am with my kids, you know. <laughs> Yeah, crazy and goofy. I mean, they'll adjust to whatever you present to them as normal. Like, oh yeah, you, you know, yes. we've had people comment to my wife and I about like, oh, your daughter eats like my daughter will be eating dried peas as like her snack instead of love it. something else. And you know, they'll be like, how do you get your daughter to eat that? It's like, well, like I, we just don't buy a lot of junk food, so she just yep. she's never had it, so she doesn't know mm -hmm. any better. Yeah, um, they don't know any better. Exactly. That's so you have no idea the benefits of that as they get older. And then and even the same thing with, you know, with my parents, we ate pretty healthy growing up and, uh, you know, my wife comes over, uh, you know, once we started, when we first were dating, it was like, she's like, why do you guys eat so much chicken? I was like, I don't know. That's just what we eat. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah. Vegetables. That's like normal meal, right? Like uh, my mom yeah. was a really good cook too. And she makes other stuff, but, um, oh, I love it. Yeah. Like most of our, our food at the house was healthy and, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I just made a huge bowl of fruit, cut it up. I don't have chocolate and data goes and gets a big bowl of fruit like blueberries peaches and strap it little chopped up basil and lime juice and then she loved it and so yeah we'll eat that but the problem I, I have now from letting them eat so healthy they love sushi and you know how expensive sushi is I'm yeah. like listen we'll eat that in two weeks let me save up for this sushi <laughs> date you know because they love raw fish so yeah that's pretty good yeah mm-hmm well, that, yeah, so that's my story. I mean, it's, it's not all been, you know, exciting. I have had my injuries, and my divorce was really hard, and I had some doubtful stages in my life of what am I going to do. And, you know, it was, it was very scary. You know, it's hard to be encouraging and being a trainer when you're going through so much personally. But thank God for my business because you can almost fake that kind of mentality, and then I just get used to being, like, mindful, like, you know, this challenge is going to make things better for me. It's, you know, I've been, you know, you, and you just start kind of change your mentality. And that's kind of been my life because I'm even from a divorced family, you know, and I had a girl without my mom and I had to learn so much on my own. So that's like you said, I mean, with anything in your life, I don't regret anything in my past, but I, it's all I knew was to like self-motivate. So when your divorce happened, how long ago, how long ago was that or how long in, into your fitness kind of journey? Oh, yeah. It? No, it, it, it's, I'm so wide open with it. It was, it'll be four years um, this August. And that's one thing with Tri Fitness. It was, it's such a loving community. And like the owner, I'm real close to him and his wife and all the people there, they just love, they love on you, encourage you. And that was, that was my outlet, you know, was to go and compete and do that. It was my thing. And I mean, you know, my marriage was hard from the start, but I'm such a stubborn, strong person. I tried for 15 years. So I endured a lot. And then, you know, they always say in your 40s, you get to a limit. And I just decided like, okay, I've tried my part as long as I could. Tried really hard. Now, I always tell people, if you're going to get divorced, you have to try 120%. And I, I was there. And I'm not upset with my ex. I 
I don't have any of that resentment, you know, behavior. And I think it was too, like having fitness in my life and something positive. And I didn't divorce emotionally, like go crazy. I made rational decisions. And that's just kind of how I want to always have my life. Gotcha. Sounds like uh, you handled it pretty well. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, the best you can, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, there's, it's, it's never going to be easy, but um, yeah. No. no. So. Yeah. And then good always comes out of the bad. I mean, it really does if you want it like that. Some people like to dwell in their poor me states, and it's okay for a little bit. Then you got you got to stop, you know, and yeah. move forward. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you fall into like a victim mentality where you're always blue. Oh, and it ruins everything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It can affect your physically and your friendships, the way you live your life, and it just bleeds into all that. Yeah. I've had some mm-hmm. friends go through some pretty troubling times, and I always say like when you – you know, it's hard to see that there's going to be good coming out of this, but like if you pull back the lens far enough, you'll eventually, you'll see it. And it may take, it may mm-hmm. take, year, it may so take right. years, it may take 10 years, right? But like, I yeah, guarantee yeah. you'll be able to look back at some point and be like, well, you know, this is, happened to me. It was terrible. But now, you know, this is a result of it that wouldn't have happened if I had. Exactly. Like, and you know what? 10 years seems a lot, but if you look back at your 10 years, how much you grew and your character got stronger and you endure more, it's not, you, you lose that poor me mentality. So the 10 years are worth it sometimes. Cool. So what else do you have planned for 2019? Oh my gosh. Let's see. Well, you know, I'm having a hard time um, keeping my belt on at Conquer the Gauntlet. I've got a lot of those races, but I would love to go to the World Obstacle Course race in October. So I need to like buck it up and get stronger on some of the obstacles and stop giving my belt away in the elite division so I really want to go to that and that's mainly my races I mean I'll try to hit another race and see but I, I kind of don't want to lean on that I want to be able to get through Conquer the Gauntlet you know and then go to Worlds in October that's what I would absolutely love awesome any plans to go to if you can get to North American Championships in Vermont that might be a fun one that's in August right yes if, if I can if I can make it I'd go I've got people that would help sponsor me and everything. So I would really like to go do that a lot. Yeah. yeah I, I highly recommend that. I mean, that and OCR World Championships, right? They, the, the atmosphere is just so great. That's because- what I want. I want the atmosphere. And I love all kinds of people. You know, I come up to you and drove you crazy. But I love <laughs> meeting and asking why. And like, God, just so unique, you know. And so I really, um, I would just love that. Meeting everyone all over the world. So that would be so much fun. Yeah, I, I need to come to Kansas City and come train with you sometime. <laughs> Anytime, yeah, absolutely. Okay. All, All right. right. <laughs> Are you need to, y'all need to come down, even bring your little baby when she gets a little older, and come rock climb. Yeah, that yeah, that sounds uh, awesome. Horseshoe Canyon Ranch. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be able to make Little Rock this year. I think I'm going to be out on uh, – I'll be working that weekend. Um, oh, yeah. We'll see. Yeah, that, you know, I'm on that street team, so I'm, I kind of have to go. Yeah. So I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to be working like five and a half hours away, so I could make the drive. But yeah. there's also a race that's like 40 minutes away, and that's a lot. What is it? Uh, so the, I mean, the five and a half hours of CTG, the 40 minutes one is mm-hmm. uh, Tough Mudder Nashville. Um, which I'd much oh, I wanted to go to Tough Mudder. I'd much rather do uh, Little Rock, but um, with work, like I said, you have to work Friday and I have to work Sunday. So it'll, mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see how I feel. Yeah, let me know. Because, I mean, I've already told them that, you know, I'd help out and do all that. Awesome. 
Cool. Well, before we let you go, any uh, mm-hmm. final shout outs you want to give to fen- friends, family, sponsors, et cetera? Well, I don't have any of my sponsors, but I mean, if anything, I would say Flipside Gym because Emily and Caleb that are on that have opened that up to me to train. Um, they climb with me. We become such good friends and they push me and compete with me. And so more than anything, I would just I appreciate them more than just being a gym. So definitely them. They have helped me keep this journey alive. Awesome. And we'll try to get some of those videos of you jumping in and out of panties. Google um, it on. Google uh, panty jumping and you'll find it. Yeah, we'll share it. When this podcast posts, <laughs> we'll share that. Uh, it's kind of the same day of the day. Hey, you need to challenge everyone to go try it. And then they'll, you know, res- maybe respect it a little more. Tell them to pull out their underwear and try to jump in it in a minute. Yeah, we might have to do that. <laughs> yeah. We could do something I'll like challenge. that. Maybe give away a book or something for a Oh, winner. my gosh, yeah. That'd be awesome. So... Uh, speaking of that, well, nice to Thank you so much for asking me to do this. I loved it. Yeah. So sp- speaking of that, uh, just for our listeners, you can head over to teamstrengthspeed.com. Again, we just got our Blegmit one millimeter neoprene mittens in. So great for a cold weather OCR. Uh, I think we actually still have one three millimeter pair left, uh, the Blegmit Extremes. And we should be getting a resupply of those in June, uh, I think July, actually. And other than that, the. Uh, New books we have on the Strength and Speed website. We have Mud Run Guide's Ultimate OCR Bucket List. So for those of you looking for different type of fitness challenge and different OCRs and kind of what they consist of and what makes them unique by the people who've actually done them, not you know advertising from their race director. So you can head over and pick that up. And then my autobiography is also available, uh, Ultra OCR Man uh, from Special Forces Soldier to Record Setting Obstacle Course Racer. So that's available on hard copy. The hard copy, all the profits go to the charity folds of honor and it's also available on digital so amazon kindle only uh, you can find it on amazon and download that to your tablet or your phone or your e-reader whatever you want but it's yeah, some pretty interesting stories there uh we'll talk about that more on another podcast but yeah pick that up and brandy thanks again for coming on oh you're so welcome it was so much fun and i will see you hopefully later this year yeah sounds great All right, catch you later. All right, bye-bye.